The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Help! I need somebody! Help! Not just anybody! Help! You know I need someone! Welcome to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. Family caregivers don't have to be alone in their experiences. You will hear from experts and other caregivers facing the same issues that you may be facing. Now, here is your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley. Welcome to episode 211 of Family Caregivers Unite. This is Dr. Gordon Atherley, your host. Our topic today is multicultural traditions of family caregiving. Family caregiving dates back as far as human history goes. It's common to all cultures, and many cultures have developed their own traditions for family caregiving. Caring by family caregiving involves sympathy with and consideration for the needs and distresses of sick family members and feeling or showing compassion and tenderness towards them. For many years, physicians medical treatments have been focused on the scientific approach to medical care, which has been very successful. But the point has been reached at which some physicians and other healthcare professionals believe that medical care has lost too much of the art of caring. So about the art of caring, we have much to learn or maybe relearn from the multicultural traditions of family caregiving in the multicultural society that's ours, which is why our topic, multicultural traditions of family caregiving, is so important. To discuss it, our guest today is Rosanna Pinilla Barushka. You got it. Thank you. Yes. Some of these names, you know, are sent to uh, test me. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Now, Rosanna is the Executive Director of Retire at Home Services in Mississauga, Milton. Retire at Home provides personalized in-home health care, home support services and nursing care for seniors and their families. Retire at Home aims to ensure safety and independence for seniors and peace of mind for their families so seniors in Mississauga Milton can truly retire at home. Rosanna is a certified professional consultant on on ageing and a passionate advocate for seniors and their families. She volunteers for the Peel Elder Abuse Prevention Network, She founded the Boomers in Peel and Boomers in Halton multicultural groups to provide support and education. She fundraises for Canada Cares and the ALS Society, uh, that would be Lou Gehrig's Society of Canada. And through Retire at Home, she aims to provide premium, comprehensive care to the highest standards of excellence while working with clients, family caregivers, and community partners to match their needs and preferences. So welcome to the show, Rosanna. 
Thank you, Dr. Gordon-Atherley. It's a pleasure to be with you today, and uh, I'd like to say hello to all your listeners. Thank you. Now, let's have the first question. Please tell us a little bit more about your personal story. I have quite a very long story, but I'm going to be starting with where I come from. I come from the Philippines, and uh, in the place where I live right now, there's about 228% of uh, the population here who are Filipinos. So you can tell that, you know, this is really a multicultural uh, community. But other than that, I worked for international employers since the age of 16. In 1981, I moved to Dubai to work in a healthcare clinic, and I ended up staying there for 15 years. But during that time, the last three years uh, gave me an opportunity to work with German specialists in Frankfurt, Germany, for almost three years as their representative in the Middle East. And then I immigrated to Canada in 1996, and I started out here working in the pharmaceutical industry. And in 2001, when I was starting my family, I decided to move into childcare because it enabled me to stay at home. I have been involved with multicultural community activities since 2005, and around 2008 time frame, I started to look for a way to get back into caring for sick people or just helping them out uh, at home, and that ultimately drew me to uh, senior home care. So I've been volunteering for senior residences and this seemed to be a natural thing for me to care for elderly and to care for people who are in need of care at home. Now, please That's tell us, I was going to say, I'm just going to move on to ask you this. Please tell us about Retire at Home services. What, what does Retire at Home do? Well, retired from first and foremost, Doctor, you have to know that you know this is founded by uh, Irene Martin, who is also uh, an RN and who looked after, you know, her own mom. And um, what happened was uh, she continued on uh, to focus on uh, customizing and uh, the services for uh, elderly at home. So uh, at uh, this time, um, Retired Tom has over 20 offices uh, nationwide, and uh, we are so pleased that we are one of the many franchises in the GTA, and we represent uh, Retired Tom in Misaga and Milton since uh, 2011. Retire at Home has a time-honored deputation of providing seniors and their families with uh, home health care solutions that make their lives easier. We have a total care approach that helps seniors keep their independence at home while uh, providing families with peace of mind, which is very important, and some relief from the stress in caregiving. So we actually... Uh, um, uh, care for uh, elderly, whether they live in their own home or uh, they are in, in an uh, uh, institutional facility. Um, retire at home. Our company will develop personalized care plan that meets all the needs of our, our clients. So we have a, a wide range of home health care and home support services that we customize to our clients' needs. And uh, we, our services also are uh, flexible and uh, with no contracts. We uh, also provide short uh, and long-term care 24-7 from personalized care, such as companion care, home care, personal care, nursing care, foot care, overnight care, 
two special needs care like Alzheimer's uh, and dementia, Parkinson's, heart and stroke, and um, the, uh, what do you call that thing, uh, palliative care. And uh, apart from this one, we also offer and provide customized packages such as a hospital discharge, um, peace of mind, and um, caregiver support program, and, and respite care. We also have uh, to let you know that our team of caring professionals are um, compassionate, they are uh, experienced, they are bonded, they uh, understand their, their roles, and very dedicated. So we ensure that our uh, caregivers are, are fully trained and professionally trained for our clients' needs. Um, also, Retired Home is registered with uh, Community Care Access the Center, which is the CCAC, um, Veterans Affairs uh, with Ontario Home Care Association. And just recently, this is good news, we received another certificate from Accreditation Canada. So that's about Very it. Very good. About yeah. Retired Home. Now, I have just a quick supplementary question on that. Everything you've been describing to us are services that are you provide in the home or the homes yes. of the people you're caring for. Is that right? Right. But okay. we also do we also do help those ones that have transitioned from their own home to a facility. And sometimes okay. from a facility, uh, we continued on our service with right. them. Now, my next question is, what are the greatest needs of the community that Retire at Home Services is looking after? What are the greatest needs of the community? Well, first, I think so we have to respond to the burden and the stress that the family caregivers experience. So we kind of help them uh, to... Uh, to, uh, to to supplement the time, you know, that uh, they, they uh, need a little bit of, of a break. So we help them to um, look after their parents while they are at work or uh, attending to their own families. Another thing to, uh, is um, we want uh, to enable seniors to have the choice to remain in their own homes through uh, our support, uh, supporting their independence. Um, most of the seniors are alone at home, and oftentimes their children live at a distance in, in, in different cities, provinces, sometimes even countries. So we are there for their loved ones. So we get a call from, from families asking that, uh, uh, would you be able to do this because we are away? And sometimes, you know, it, it, it's, it's not only for a week, but it's, it's a continuous basis because, you know, uh, people work and uh, they have to take care of, of their own families too. They have some growing children as well at the same time. So, yeah, so those are the things that I think so the greatest needs of of the communities, you know, uh, to help them balance their work life and their own families. Because it's true, isn't it, that many families also have jobs um, and therefore caring for somebody at home um, is what you've said. That is an additional burden and a stress, uh, yeah. which can from what I hear on this program, from family caregivers and others, can indeed be very stressful. That's right, isn't it? That's right. It's so true because uh, I'll give you a, a, an example that, you know, one, one of the uh, clients that we have live in Coburg, and uh, she used to do, uh, you know, uh, coming 
from Coburg to uh, Oakville to care for um, her parents, mom and dad, here in Oakville. And that, you know what, it got very stressful. She was getting sick, and uh, you know what, and she's not also looking after her family, her husband, and her children. So uh, she said that I, could, I just couldn't do it anymore. So she called Retired Home Services, and we said, okay, let's see how we can help you. So we went, and then, you know what, right now, at this very moment, we we uh, have made them very comfortable. We have uh, given them peace of mind. You know, kind of like now, the, um, her parents are our parents, so that's how we look after our clients. It's kind of like they belong to us, you know, after a little while. That's, how, that's the beauty of, you know, having to ask someone for help uh, just so that, you know, their life could be. Uh, and I wouldn't say that it's fully balanced, but it, it's kind of like there's some kind of like a break in there. Yeah. People often talk about respite or respite, don't they? That family caregivers in this, the kind of situations you're talking about need a break from time to time, uh, need some breaks organized in their lives. And it seems to me that, Rosanna, that's what, that's the kind of thing that your service is supporting, isn't it? That's right. That's what we do exactly. And, uh, you know, but when it comes to respite care, um, it's not the, the usual thing that we do. It's kind of like we're, uh, operating the whole system at home. It's, you know, we look after their pets. We look out, you know, we walk their dogs. We look after their, their parents. We take them for appointments. We clean their homes. We make food for them. So it's kind of like, you know, the whole 24, you know, uh, uh, what you call it, A to Z of everything that you need to do, to do at home. So that's what we do for us with care. But, you know, on, uh, other times, you know, it's just the usual, you know, uh, home support services that we do, uh, you know, like two to three times a week. So respect care could be like about a three-day to a one-week to uh, like about six months. If they're traveling somewhere, sometimes they take the caregivers along with them as well. Right. Now, it's time for us to take a break. This is Dr. Gordon Adley, and my guest is Rosanna Penilla Baruka. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety and Empowerment Channels and CJMP 90.1 FM Community Radio for Powell River. Please stay with us. We're coming back. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com What would you do if you knew that you could not fail? The Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile is a radio forum for some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Dr. Pat brings together and introduces visionary scientists and futurists, environmentalists, educators, business leaders, inventors, filmmakers, authors, artists, mystics, and healers who inspire and support individual and collective growth and positive cultural shifts. This award-winning radio show empowers the listening community to be the change they want to see in the world. Tune in to the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern for the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile, radio to thrive by. When you think of inspiring women, who comes to mind? Is it a visionary like Oprah Winfrey? Political or legal figures like Hillary Clinton or Sonia Sotomayor? Or how about entrepreneurial business leaders like Meg Whitman? No matter whom you might be thinking of, make sure to add one more to that list. Deanne DeMarco. She's the host of Today's Inspiring Women. Each week, Deanne turns you on to the next rising star in business and leadership and what their successes and challenges have been. 
Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at familycaregiversunite.org. That's D-O-C, the letter G, at familycaregiversunite.org. Don't forget, you can catch new episodes of our program twice every week, Mondays on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and Tuesdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Rosanna Panilia Barufia. Our topic is Multicultural Traditions of Family Caregiving. Rosanna, now let's talk about the multicultural community you serve and its traditions in caring for aging parents. Now, please tell us more about the actual community that's served by retired retire at home. What's the mix of uh, multicultural? Well, who are the people? Rosanna? Yes, sure. Uh, the people here, I'll just concentrate on Mississauga. We're mostly, you know, Asian. Um, you know, the, the Indians, uh, South Asian, uh, South Asian Indian. And, uh, there's Africans here, there's Arabs here, and there's, you know, um, um, what you call it, um, uh, Vietnamese, Filipinos, and, uh, I guess there's some Spanish speaking people as well here, like the North American ones. So it's very diverse. There's, you know, different languages, you know, floating around, and you can hear them with their accents. I think so. I, I do have one, too, coming from the Philippines, um, and, uh, you know, different cultures. So there's a lot of, uh, you know, different things that's being celebrated here in Mississauga. Uh, currently, there's a Karasoga, Kara which uh, is actually, you know, a celebration for, you know, the different uh, countries represented here in, in Mississauga itself. So, yeah, different cultures, different languages, different religions, you know, they have their own preferences and they have their own way of life. And so, therefore, you know, uh, these also uh, uh, reflect in, in the way they uh, do uh, caregiving. Um, um, what else can I say about the... Uh, there is, oh. except for, yeah, except that, you know what, we, we, we all mingle with each other. <laughs> so it's really nice. Now, roughly, how many of those families in the community do you think, in terms of a percentage, have aging parents living with them? What would you say? Oh, well, in Mississauga itself, there's like about 30%. 30% have their own parents staying with them and caring for them, about 30%, just in the area that we serve. Would you say that's a big number, or would you say that's a small number? Uh, well, uh, Missaga has uh, 700 uh, and plus thousand of uh, population, right? And serving uh, Mississauga, uh, different communities, um, 
I would say that rather it's large and it's getting bigger. <laughs> it's getting bigger because our our um, uh, our generation from boomer to senior can kind of like come in together at one point. So you'd say that you know what it's there's a chance that you know we probably might double up the number of seniors by. Uh, 2015. So yes, it is. It's quite a large number, 30%. You know, right. Now let me ask you about the traditions which guide families in that community, in your community,、uh, with all those backgrounds, in caring for aging parents. What are their traditions? Those, those the, the members of those communities. Oh well.、Uh, okay. So. Right now, the ethnic traditions change, right, and they do not remain the same. But what I can tell, you know,、um, they want to live together. So this is what it is. They want to live together. They want to keep their parents at home. They 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 want to care for their parents. They do not like other people to look after their parents. It's kind of like a responsibility, and、uh, and. As well, it's an expectation that the children will take care of their parents. So, what happens is this: they often see guilt on the part of the child or the family caregiver when they reach out for help. And there's also some some kind of like a reluctance, you know.、Um, I, I I don't know whether the word is reluctance here, but、uh, on the part of the parent to having a stranger to come into the home. So, so this is. This is something that's,、uh, you know, uh, uh, kind of like a guiding、uh, tradition that they want to live together, want to be as close as possible, so that you know what, when they call for help, you know, the children are just there. Rosanna, is that a matter of language as well? That Why, of course. To... Yes, of course. Yeah. See, we, when we say that, you know, they 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 live together or they live closely、uh, to to their、uh, parents or the, or the, the children, it's just because you know what they there is a language barrier. You know, language is a very big factor in 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 um, in uh, caregiving. Um, As I can、uh, I, I can tell you from our own experience that you know every time we receive、um, you know a client we have a form that we fill up and one of the questions there are you know preferences so the number one there is you know language most of them they、uh, have not learned to speak、uh, English、uh, they they follow their traditions and they are just within their traditions and so speaking another language is not something to be asked you know they they, they They want to keep on using their own language, so therefore, when they ask for a caregiver, they also would like someone that speaks the same language as they are. And at the same time, too, you know, there's something to do with religion.、Um, religion is、um, something that、uh, um, must be observed. It's a must.、Um, For us, we have clients that have asked for.、Um, we want only to have a caregiver who is Muslim, or somebody who is just Christian.、Um, we also have to、uh, be respectful of their their requests. So you know, it, for for us, it's it's a little bit of you know hard to find people with who you know with a, a good. Experience and then do not have the, for example, the language or do not have the religion. But we try our very best to kind of like put those things together so that we can really give them the premium care, the best care they ever, you know,、uh, 
uh, the, the children want for their for their parents. So that's what we do. We match the needs. Okay. Now let me ask you about the life in Canada and the way it affects those multicultural traditions. In other words, how are people living with the multicultural traditions affected by life in Canada? Um, I, I, I think so, you know, for now, I, I think so they were able to kind of like accept most of this, uh, the changes uh, uh, around them, just because this is their way of life, right? But at the same time, there's still also that thing that, you know, uh, they are still not open to um to, to trying something that uh, you know that is new they 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 are stuck with the, the same way that they do you know from home you remember that you know uh mo- most of the uh, parents that have come from uh, another country they, you know they they're not willing to start training from scratch so they just want to do what they want to do or what what they they're used to do so you know for the, for here um i i think so the um uh, there's not really much that 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 happened, you know, to affect them because they are true to themselves. They they still do what they want to do. Um, they there's their, uh, their their children are are still with them. Um, who they kind of like uh, extend their hand to them and say, you know, I know the church there, so you can come and help me over here. So really, there's not really much except that there's language. And uh, I think that I would say that what has affected is the, uh, what you call it, a cultural competence. They expect, too, that, you know, when they go to... Um, they go to hospitals or to doctors, something like that, you know, to kind of like gauge them according to how they find it at home or the caregivers, you know, same as what they do for the caregivers that they have at home. So over here, you know, there's different standards and different, you know, uh, uh, restrictions and limitations as to how you, you would care, you know, for for a loved one. Um, and so, you know, um, they look for the same values. They look for the, the, the you know, the traditions. Uh, so what what is for them is you know like a culture first they look for that, um, but as I said it's kind of like half halfway because you know the moment you speak to them like we speak to them and explain to them the uh, the necessity of you know trying this or how about going that way and you know what after probably two or three times talking with them we, we were able to kind of like you know uh, change their mind about how to do things and uh, how to uh, do caregiving for them but it's it it's really it really is a challenge but it sounds to me from what you're saying that um the challenge is being responded to that is to say you and the services you provide and the families to whom you're providing those services you're adapting to each other in such a way that the aging parent or the aging family member is able to continue to live at home within the cultural tradition of that particular community but at the same time um there are adaptations going on so that oh yeah like you know the people are starting to adapt to life in canada now am i right in what i've just said to you that is correct yes yeah they're starting to adopt you know to the way of life in canada because there's you know 
Well, to a certain degree, they will keep their traditions, they will stick to it, they will practice it at home. But once they are out, you know, they can't do anything but just kind of like, you know, conform but or adapt to it. But it, they know that they know that what what is important to them actually is when the caregiver, you know, is able to show them love, care, and respect. That's what it is, because at home, this is what's number one for them. You know, they always respect your elder, your elders, and be polite, and, you know, uh, um, be friendly. So these are the things that they're looking for. So if you have all that kind of traits, you know, uh, while um, uh, doing your work with them, you know what, you're fantastic. I've got a, just a very quick comment to make, and that is, because these families are looking after each other so well, in fact, they're saving expenditure, they're saving costs for the healthcare system. Uh, that is to say, um, they are caring for themselves to a large degree. Of course, they still need the healthcare system, but at the same time, they're supporting themselves. Now, we're going to come back to some of these things um, in the next segment, because talking about uh, taking responsibilities, I now have to uh, take the break because this is where we pay the rent. So this is Dr. Gordon Adderley, and my guest is Rosanna Panilla Barusha. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety and Empowerment Channels and CJMP 90.1 FM Community Radio for Power River. Stay with us, we're coming back. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. The Mayan calendar tells us that we will be entering into a 260-day opportunity for us to engage in conscious co-creation with great spirit. How will we prepare ourselves for this exciting and unprecedented time in Earth's history? Peter Tung has dedicated over 20 years of his life's work to exploring that which is beyond understanding. Peter will help increase your awareness and education on this enlightening transformation in consciousness. Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation airs live Wednesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at familycaregiversunite.org. That's D-O-C, the letter G, at familycaregiversunite.org. Don't forget, you can catch new episodes of our program twice every week. Mondays on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and Tuesdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Rosanna Penilla Buroshka. 
topic is multicultural traditions of family caregiving. Let's talk about, Rosanna, please, the difficulties experienced by the multicultural community in caring for elderly parents. Now, for example, in caring for elderly parents, what are the difficulties for family caregivers who also are recent immigrants? Yeah. Well, who are also recent immigrants, um, there is a big challenge over here. Um, First and foremost, um, it affects their ability to pursue their career. Um, when you come to Canada, for sure, you know, you would want to go back to work or find work or be employed. And uh, if you are caring for a parent you know, or parents, what happens that, you know, what you tend to look for caregivers first for, first for your parents if one of them is not well and uh, trying to find uh, caregivers who are, you know, matching with, you know, their parents would be a difficult task. So they often they will have to make a difficult uh, choice between that, pursuing their career, or taking care of their parents. So um, this, again, goes back to the expectations and traditions of different ethnic groups that have towards taking care of one's own family. As I said, you know, they prefer that, you know, the children look after them or, you know, the children prefer that they look after their parents because they think that it's it's their responsibility. So with the new immigrants, um, you know, the elderly who are looking for uh, uh, treatment, or same treatment from their homeland, you know, they probably may not find the way, you know, it's 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 done here. So um, that would be very difficult, um, you know, in some countries where if you are a female, you cannot go to a male doctor, and then uh, you also cannot be touched by any male uh, caregivers. It's it should be. A female to female, and uh, that would that would be really very uh, difficult um, because here in Canada, when you go to hospitals, we have you know mixed you know men and women in, on the floor, and that would be quite challenging for them um, uh, sometimes to accept things you know the way it is. So yeah, so there's some kind of difficulties there. Um, so it's it's hard for a family caregiver to find. Uh, help because uh, one of the things, too, is that, you know, when they are new or re- recent immigrants to, to Canada, they do not have any idea where to find the resources. They don't even know whether there's something, uh, you know, that's available to them. So, you know, there's all that things, especially when they are they are new here. They kind of like a little bit shy or intimidated, uh, you know, so that they won't ask. That's That's how they feel. Yeah. Now, it's a similar question, but it's relating to the healthcare system. So, in caring for elderly parents, what are the difficulties that the family caregivers were talking about, and not just the recent immigrants? What are the difficulties they experience in their interaction with the healthcare system and its various services? Well, the first thing, the first thing, you know, their experience is the language problems. Um, just for for example, just today, you know, some 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 friends passed uh, to me a referral, and honestly and truly, uh, there was some kind of a language problems between us because I could not 
to really understand the uh, the accent and the way you know uh, the person spoke English. So it, it, this is me now, having worked for like about thirty years outside the Philippines, and you know having mingled with you know different kinds of nations. But uh, you know th- th- there is this. So uh, especially if, if uh, you know uh, parents never spoke uh, another language except their language, and you come to the hospital and no one speaks the same language as you do, right? That that would be a problem. But you know we're just very lucky that um, that um, our healthcare system is actually employing you know uh, multicultural uh, um, uh, workers. So you know there's uh, different languages that you know can be used in the hospital or in the clinics. And most times you know like when I go to to, to clinics, I I see like about two to three uh, people you know able to speak three different languages, which is very cool. Um, so that that's the uh that's the thing sometimes that you know people get stuck with is the language problems and then of course you know not knowing or understanding their their culture is a, a second thing and say for example if one is sick and uh we we do care uh we, we do a home care service for 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 that client and but we do not understand uh the culture so look what will happen you know what they they, they will also send the caregiver back because you know we, we could not do a good job because we were not able to kind of like understand what you know the the client was telling us so it's imp- it's important that it kind of like we have to be uh, uh i would say be knowledgeable of their culture and and, and their traditions because that's very important to them because it does affect how individuals of a particular group perceive or think or interact or or, or behave and uh, and or make judgments. So you know that yeah. those are the things that I could say about that. Now, how do retirement home services help? Um, family caregivers who experience these difficulties you've been talking about. You've already said quite a lot about that, but I just want to go in, you to go into more detail without mentioning individual families, but in general, how do you go about helping family caregivers who run into the sorts of challenges that you've just been describing? Well, it's very important to listen, to listen their story, number one. Number two is that... Uh, we have um, so-called uh, free consultation and free assessment. We encourage them that we go to their homes because it's important that when you speak to these, uh, to the family caregivers and, and the client, to be face to face, and we, you know, we really can can. Uh, Kind of like a, a tell, you know, what sort of background they have. Because sometimes, you know, when talking on the phone, like we have a, a very uh, a good um, a family member who have called here and you know spoke like you know, um, I mean, very fluent English, right? But when we got into the homes, they're very cultural, they're very traditional. So, you know, it's very important that we go first to their homes, and there we do our assessment, we write down, we take notes, we interview them. There's like about four or five pages that, that we fill up, and uh, we record all their preferences, and um, and then we decide, we design for them the care that we would like to offer them. So, I, I, I guess that's where the, the, uh, the first Step that we can, that we do for them, and then after we've done that and everything is okay, we ensure that when we uh, we make sure that when we hire our staff, you know that they actually have the uh, uh, what you call the qualifications and the the uh, preferences our clients have asked from us. 
because that's in, important. So what we're doing here is that we're, we're matching our uh, clients with our caregivers or our caregivers with our clients. So that's that's very important. So that you know, there's kind of like a um, understanding between the two. And you know, when they know that you know the, the caregiver speaks the language or uh, the caregiver also come from the same place where they come from, you know what? Immediately you get them to to like the caregiver also. So there's a plus point on that side. And they trust, they put their trust, you know, uh, on the caregiver being, you know, the person that uh, understand their culture and or understand their language. So, yeah, so that's what we do. Um, we match them. We, 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 we do a selection process. And, uh, you know, we just want to make sure that we have all the, um, the, the criteria that uh, uh, were uh, put on the um, uh, were put by the case manager that we have to look for, you know, uh, for uh, the stuff that we want to send to the client. Rosanna, when you're hiring new staff, um, what kind of training do th- have they had? Do they go to college to learn the kind of things you need? Is it that they work somewhere else where they've been trained? Where do they get their training? Well, actually, you know, you, you, you'll find it's really, uh, interesting. I find it interesting. We actually have some people who are doctors from another country, but could not work here, um, for some reason because they are not experienced here. But, you know, they have taken, uh, you know, a, a short course, uh, just to be able to be, to stay in the same line. So we have, uh, we have, uh, personal support workers. We have nurses that are from the Philippines or from other countries, especially from India. Um, but, you know, have taken, uh, their, um, what you call it, their, um, uh, you know, their, their, their exams here to, to be, uh, Ontario license. So some have graduated from here. So they have to go, uh, to a college, um, and, uh, have the license to be able to, uh, you know, their work. So we have personal support workers who are certified. We have nurses who are, uh, certified that they are foot care nurses as well as, you know, they are licensed, um, uh, registered nurses. So we also have other, um, uh, healthcare professionals that we, um, we connect with or outsource. Say, for example, a chiropractor or a physiotherapist that we would need you know, to send to their homes, to our clients' homes. So those are, you know, of course, highly trained, professional, and, uh, of course, they are also licensed and they, they actually, they hold their own, they, they hold their own business as well here in Mississauga or in Oakville or in Milton. So things like that. So yes, they, they, they do, they have to pass a certain criteria, and we look for uh, caregivers who have at least minimum two years' experience. So if it's an Alzheimer's client, we bring a caregiver that has a two-year minimum uh, Alzheimer's uh, care experience. So now, that's how we do it. Yeah. In other words, this this training is and experience is powerfully important in providing the services, and it always is. But then there's the additional question of the additional challenge of language and perhaps culture as well. So it makes it an interesting, interesting yeah. and important area of work. Now, yeah. it's time, time again when we have to take the break, Rosanna, so let's do that now. This is Dr. Gordon Atherley, and my guest is Rosanna Penilla. 
Barucha. Barucha, <laughs> yes. I'll yeah. get that towards the end. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety and Empowerment Channels and CJMP 90.1 FM Community Radio for Power River. Please stay with us. We're coming back. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Want the inside scoop about what's going on in the social networks of art and entertainment? Tune in to Star Power Hour, brought to you by 4talent.com. We'll talk to the top professionals in the entertainment industry and find out what they're working on and what's next. Your host is James Barber, who has his finger on the pulse of the arts and entertainment world. Star Power Hour, brought to you by 4talent.com, live every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at familycaregiversunite.org. That's D-O-C, the letter G, at FamilyCaregiversUnite.org. Don't forget, you can catch new episodes of our program twice every week, Mondays on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and Tuesdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners of Family Caregivers Unite and Rosanna Penelia Baruca. Our topic is Multicultural Traditions of Family Caregiving. Now, governments and healthcare systems want to encourage elderly people to age at home. And many families, not just multicultural families, many families also favor aging at home, as do many seniors. So I want to ask you, Rosanna, please, questions about what more we need to do, you would like to do, and so on, um, particularly within the multicultural communities. So here's the first question. What more do you want to do and see done to improve help for family caregivers caring for parents who are aging at home? And I'm always talking about the multicultural community. Sure. Yeah. Well, um, I would like to encourage every family caregivers to ask for help. You know, caregivers uh, cannot continue doing the same routine every day. There are just too many things to juggle between work and, and family. So I would like for them to feel that it is okay to ask for help. Um, they can check within their community that there, uh, there are support groups available. Um, they can also use social media and Internet. If they are comfortable using it, uh, there's many, um, you know, uh, uh, support groups uh, on Facebook if they love Facebook, and there's also on LinkedIn. Um, and if they want a face-to-face uh, meet meetup, you know, there there are meetup groups too that are, uh, you know, uh, tailored to uh, supporting caregivers. So 
the beauty of this is that when people come together who are on a similar journey, they're able to um, open up, uh, they interact, they share, and they learn from one another. So that's making them, you know, much better equipped to care for their loved ones. Right. Now, what um, more do you want to do and see done to improve help for family caregivers, caring for parents for whom aging at home is not an option? What, what do you want to do? So, well, you know, this is a tough one. Um, actually, it can mean a lot to, to many who are already experiencing this, this journey, uh, Dr. Gordon Etherly. Um, first, you know, it, we have to understand that it takes so much time in this uh time to, uh, you know, uh, do the discussion as to whether or not their loved one should be sent to a, uh, you know, to a facility, an institutional facility, right? Uh, it, it never was an easy road to, to go to, but uh, due to circumstances and the level of care required, uh, of care required, you know, decision is uh, is to be made to ensure that the loved ones are taken care of 24/7. So I think so. Uh, what what is uh, what I would like to to see happening here is that communication is a must. It, it, there should be an open communication between family members. Um, they should make a plan to prepare in advance for you know the time when it gets more critical. Uh, they must seek for help. Ask for a professional advice. Um, use the resources that's available to them. They have to talk to their doctors, to uh, to to their case managers, for clarity of the conditions, and you know, and and to guide them on which way to go. So um, I, I think what I would like um, uh, I would like uh, to see improved is that you know. Uh, I would just say about the retired home services. What I would like to do for for retired uh, at home to do with with this uh, family is you know to to give them more of education and support. So this is what I would like to do because you know uh, when when children are separated from their parents, you know what they go through some kind of like uh, uh, some separation anxiety, just like children. Um, and uh, of course, uh, there's a lot of emotional disturbance there. So you know. Uh, if there's anything that you can do to help uh, the the family caregiver and uh, also you know the, the the elderly parent in terms of you know uh, communication and just you know uh, helping them to uh, um, relieve the pain from you know sending their parents. Uh, away, then you know what, that's the best thing that we can do. You know, everybody needs help uh, at some point in time, like as, in, as also, you know, everybody, you know, be, becomes a caregiver at some point in time. So it's really important that, you know, we, there's always a support uh, group and that, uh, um, if, if, for example, before deciding to send the parent to, to an institution, um, they should be, you know, having an, an open discussion with, or an open talk with the, the case manager, because it's only the case manager that, in, in our case, it's our case manager who, who can review the, the current needs and uh, assess the condition of the client, uh, because it's kind of like, you know, it changes, right? So when... Uh, the, the more they get older and, you know, if they are not well, you know, sometimes there are other complications that that's, uh, come in and, um, you know, there's a, a different uh, um, physical um, 
changes also that's happening, you know, on the client. And the same for the caregivers, too. The caregivers right. also, you know, uh, does not stay, you know, uh, 35 years old. They get older. And so, therefore, too, their bodies also, you know, tend to kind of, like, need some, some kind of, like, healing uh, and, uh, and um, what you call it, and uh, rest. So, yeah, right. that's, that's, that's what I can say. Rosanna, I'd just like to ask you quickly about the particular situation um, where we know that the parent has not much longer to live. That is, they are at the end of their life. Whatever it is, the illness that's causing it, there's no cure. Um, What's your feeling about this? Is the kind of care they need, and the technical term is palliative care, is that best done at home or is that best done in some kind of facility? What do you think? Well, you know what? Uh, this all depends on what uh, is given in the um, the uh, directives. Uh, for most of our clients, they prefer to um, go to stay at home. They die at home too, right? But sometimes uh, in the directives that have uh, been uh, submitted, you know, at a certain period of time, they have to go into a facility or if not, um, go to the hospital. So when that happens, you know, at the stage where they are uh, positive, you know, the, the directives are being uh, kind of like supervised. So it's kind of like uh, a yes and no. So it's, it all depends on what we are, um, what instructions we have received from them. Right. Now, last question. I want to know what your message is to families and family caregivers in the multicultural community who are caring for aging parents. What do you want to say to them? Okay, I love this part. Uh, Okay, so we live in a multicultural world where diversity, traditions, and religions are a big part of our lives. Uh, And this should not alter when we become ill or in need of care. Because caregiving is the uh, uh, most rewarding job uh, that one, you know, could ever undertake. So it's a very rewarding uh, job. Like I know it. I've been a caregiver. I'm still caregiving, uh, and I I know I, I know that you know there's a lot. Uh, that's going on, but emotionally, physically, emo- I mean uh, mentally, but. Um, at the end of the day, you know what, there's that, that joy in your heart that you feel, you know. So uh, rather than being seen as a burden, caregiving um, uh, uh, could be uh, described most often as a source of uh, um, personal satisfaction, um, emotional fulfillment, and um, as a result of this, you know, you're helping family family members in time of their need, you know, it becomes uh, fulfilling, you know, uh, in in the way you know their their culture, uh, under the, their culture, and um, also uh, I, I guess uh, doing this uh, it brings uh, family members uh, uh, closer together. So my right. key message was recognizing when when you're in need of uh, help, um, burnout is not only destructive to the caregiver but can Im- impact your loved one drastically. So ask for help. We are here to help you. There are other, you know, people around, uh, you know, agencies, organizations that are there waiting, you know, for their call. Always ask for help. That's the key word, help.
help. So that's a message. That's the message. Yes, that's the now, message. Unfo- yeah. Unfortunately, we've come to the end of this very interesting episode. So I want to say thank you to Rosanna for all the things, sharing your experience, what you've what you've understood from your work with the multicultural community. And above all, on behalf of everyone, I want to wish you and everybody who works with you all success because what you're doing is powerfully important. I want to say thank thank you to our listeners. And I thank you so much for bringing me over to your show. You're very welcome. Maybe there's going to be another one. I want to say thank you to our listeners. We'd like to hear your comments on this episode. And from our listeners, I'd like to hear about ideas for topics or if you're interested in being a guest on the show. In our next episode, we'll talk about what family caregivers should know about abuse of information technology. So please join us, same time, same spot on the internet. Talk to you then. Thank you again for joining us this week for Family Caregivers Unite with your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley. Please tune in again twice every week, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until the next show, we hope our programs help make the coming week easier and more hopeful. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.